to the club because you're that kind of nerd. Hello and welcome to the club that is That Kind of Nerd, a show where we talk about the things that we're passionate about and then we judge each other on what we bring to the table. I am your host this week, CJ Mellon, joined by the wonderful crew that is That Kind of Nerd, Josh Burns and Brian Thornton. What up? Uh, hi. Brian, Brian is preoccupied. He's he's thinking about the 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 phase four of the MCU and, and really trying to nail down that place. So since we relaunched this podcast, what we've normally done is everyone brings a topic and then we judge each other and award some points. But today we're doing something a little bit different. It is the, the official end of the phase four of, of MCU. Uh, and I thought it'd be great for the three of us to, to get together and to kind of give a, a, a postmortem right on phase four. So we can talk about it as a, a phase to begin with and kind of talk about the overall arching impressions of it. And then we'll end, of course, with uh, our rankings of the movie. Without further ado, let, let's talk about the MCU. Does anybody want to go first in particular? Well, I think there's a, a disclaimer that is needed for my list as I have not seen Black Panther Wakanda forever or nor, watched the nor, Guardian. Nor have I. Nor, nor have you. Either okay. one. Either one. I haven't watched okay. Guardians Holiday Special yet either. Nope. Okay. So I'm the only one who's seen Phase 4 then in its in, in, its, in entirety. its entirety. Um I As will another, say Go ahead. If it's not a singing cartoon, it's not on in my house between seven AM and seven PM right now. So um okay. it's it is uh a little difficult to get out and watch a movie nowadays. Right. So I'm I'm rating out of uh fifteen, not As out of I. seventeen. Right. As am I. And we uh, will assume I, that I have some likely assumptions as to where both of those things will land, but I, I don't. I, I won't definitively rank them in my rankings. And, and then the, the final exception is: while technically, while technically, I am Groot is a Phase Four project, I'm excluding it from this list just because it's primarily targeted for kids. Uh, over the last few weeks, I had been re- reflecting on uh, Phase Four of the Marvel Cinematic Universe as well as revisiting some movies that came out earlier or I had only maybe seen once or twice. Uh, overall, I was kind of left. Um, not fully satisfied, but 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 okay, right? There was a lot of potential in Phase Four. Um, I think a lot of things that are going to maybe pay off later in in later phases and later movies and later projects. I think there's a lot of setup that is going to pay off. I think the highs were high and the lows were low. Uh, and uh, overall, in this phase, I think there were more lows than high points. Um, I am really kind of seeing. What what they're going to do in phase five to either retcon or change things that weren't properly explained. So it was fine. It, out of all the phases, it's obviously not the best one, right? And and uh, I know we've had rose-colored glasses of people going, phase one is so good. But when we left phase one, we're like, this wasn't that great, right? I, I, I get that some hindsight's going to come in later in life. But overall, relatively disappointed with phase four, but, but at least excited for what phase five will bring because of the groundwork that it played off what about you guys i have so many issues with everything you just said but i'll let i'll let josh go first um i'm over here trying to figure out if he said anything Um, (laughs) like i know i know he talked i know he talked for about 60 seconds there were words that came out of your mouth i'm still trying to find out if he said shit listen um, the stuff that was good was really good and the stuff that was bad was super fucking bad if i'm if i'm going like just thematically looking at my list um it's it's very it's very clear that i enjoyed the series far more than i did the 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 movie titles um and that's i mean there there's a a heavy like heavy 
group of them in kind of like the top eight there. Um, but I think as, as it played out, I got more excited about the overall storyline. It's just, you know, I, it is, I, I think the one thing that you said that I can agree with is that it is, it is early days and, and, um, the capability is certainly there. Look, I think it's difficult to make um, a really solid story in a series that is six to seven, six to eight episodes, whatever, um, that you're like, you're packing in historical context. You are executing a story arc on its own and also setting up for the future for other tie-ins. I think that's difficult to do well. And I think they did it well a whole bunch of times. So, right. you know, I'm overall, you know, I'm satisfied. I don't, I don't have, I mean, it's not DC. So, <laughs> I mean, we can all agree um, that it is superior in every way to anything that DC is doing. Everything that DC is doing. So I'll, uh, I can, I can leave my thoughts there. Do I have uh, some real lows and some highs? Sure. But like uh, nothing that I would be like, I will never watch this again ever. Nothing. There's not one thing on here that I, I would say, Nope, I'm never watching it again. Oh, I've got one on my list I will never no, watch again. No, don't. Ever. Eternals, I've watched Eternals three times. Is it good? No, but I'm still watching it. I I, 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 I agree more with Josh, obviously, because no he, he actually said, he actually had so, something to say, right? He didn't just babble a bunch of words and then <laughs> said sure. good means good, bad means bad, right? <laughs> that is correct. Um. I think phase four was so listen from, and we all know I take this approach a lot, but from like a business and artistic standpoint, this was a big swing for Marvel, not just in the stories that they were telling, but the fact that this was the, the years of we're going to start doing long form stories. We're going to start doing Disney plus series. We're going to start doing six, seven hour long movies for the most part. Right. And I think they executed on that plan extremely well to Josh's point. I, I think, you know, I have a pretty healthier mix. I, I don't want to say I'm, I'm top heavy between series or, or movies, but what I will say is I have a lot less complaints about certain, certain series than I do movies. And I, I think just from a, a, a character standpoint, like the characters that they picked to do these series about make sense. They're not people you're going to go buy a movie ticket for. Unfortunately, now you might, um, but not necessarily, you know, before this phase, right? Um, I think even the bad stuff is not the worst thing I've ever seen. And I've seen some terrible movies in the grand scheme of things. Is it terrible for Marvel? Yes. To Josh's point, will I watch them again? I just, yeah, I, I own them now. Like, I don't own them out of some, oh, I have to own these things because Disney needs my money to be, get, get these things going, right? Like, I own them because I want to own them. Yep. So like, were they bad? Were they bad? Sure. In the terms of Marvel sets has set the bar so freaking high with phases one through three that it, they've almost set themselves up for a fall. They, it, it, it inevitably had to happen this way. And thinking back to the days of phase one, when there was no plan and we slowly saw this plan coming, coming into fruition, right? There's some pretty low lows in that first couple years. Let's yeah. face it. Thor the Dark World is not a good movie. No. Avengers Age of Ultron was disappointing. Like, the, the complete misuse of Ultron in, in, the, in the MCU is, is something that bugs me about the universe 
to this day. Yep. The nerfing, right? the nerfing of Ultron. <laughs> it's not even the nerfing. It's just like it, it was so top heavy about like the Infinity Stones. And I get it. We were setting up Thanos for three years later. But like you just completely took all the piss out of Ultron. Like some somebody who, who is a serious threat, right? Yeah. I think they've redeemed him a little bit in the What If series, but I, I think you know he was severely mishandled. So I mean, look up, look, look over the. We have these rose-colored glasses over the over Marvel right now because Endgame and that entire last phase was awesome. Yeah. I also oh, want yeah. you to remember the climax of your story is usually pretty awesome. The third act of any story is usually balls to the wall, great. Everything's starting to pay off. Everything's starting to, to fall into place. And, like, think about the first couple of years. There were some high highs and there were some pretty low lows. And now we're at a point with Endgame where we went out on a high. We've hit the reset button. We need to rebuild. And so you're getting more of a of a phase one vibe from this uh, phase. And quite honestly, you're getting more of a phase one vibe from, from characters you don't know. And everybody, you know, we talked about we talk about this all the time. Everybody wants to get their nose out of joint because no more Iron Man, no Captain America. Well, what do you what do you expect? Yeah, you think these characters are going to stick around forever? You think Robert Downey Jr. doesn't want to do more with his career than just Iron Man? I know he loves playing the character, but the man was in what eight movies as Iron Man? I, I think we're good. That character had an <laughs> I think arc. We got his arc. I think right? we got it. <laughs> that character had an arc across eight movies. Like, right. If it didn't end the way it ended. You would then be complaining about, oh, well, there's nothing new to do with Tony Stark. Man, 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 right? Like, his arc is over. Like, if we kept bringing him back, right? So, like, it's one of these things that, damn did you do, damn did you don't. I think Marvel's doing the best thing that they can. And, quite frankly, they're doing a lot of series and a lot of things to try and make you fall in love with new characters. And, honestly, for the most part, it's worked. There's a ton of new characters that have been introduced that are either going to take on a larger role or, or be a recurring character. That I absolutely love. And, and so from that standpoint, from an artistic standpoint, I think this was a, a very well done phase. Is it the best phase of the MCU? No. Phase three is always going to be the best phase until we get to phase six and everything pays off with Kang and, Sup- and, and Secret War. And then we'll be debating, oh, what was better, Secret War or Endgame? Right. Right. So, you know, I, I think this was a fine phase. I, I highly enjoyed it. I, I loved a lot of stuff. Did I hate some stuff? Yeah, Absolutely. Um, but you know, we'll, we'll get into that as we get into the list. I think Josh brought up a really good point though, that the, the, the main highlights, not only from fans, but also from critics and, and even just from a storytelling perspective, uh, definitely came off on the Disney plus series, right? Disney, Disney and and Marvel, they made a huge bet on taking some of these characters and just being like, we're not going to put them in a movie. We're going to give you, you know, an eight hour movie, right. On, on Disney plus to tell the story, stick along with us and it it really paid off so much so that you i think we all agree i don't think we would have watched hawkeye as a movie right i don't think that would have been a movie we all i would have but okay clamored to the theater to see all right well we would have seen it but like i think it did justice better as as a as a series Mm -hmm. uh and, and i think it was a bet that that has paid off because to your point brian i don't think people would have rushed to you know to to buy tickets to go see miss marvel but they will now and when she shows up in the marvels movie I think there's going to be a broader audience who knows her and it won't be a lot of, by the way, in case you missed it, here's that one panel where we talk about go see this other thing to go talk about Miss Marvel. You get that little Stan's explanation, uh, you know, thing like you do in comics. I, I think people are going to actually have a, a better understanding of who she is and know their story. 
and even some of the, the things that we we see in other series, it, it does a great job of saying, take the risk, take the time to get to know the character, and let's have the artistic fun for it. And this was a phase where they got to have artistic fun. Try new styles, new directions, uh, just new ways of kind of telling a superhero story, because they got to figure out what works now. Everyone keeps saying it's the same cookie-cutter formula over and over again. I like the fact that they took risks. Some of the risks didn't pay off, but the ones that did really paid off, and I think that's going to be a blueprint for... For moving forward, this is very director creator centric when you're you're launching these these projects in, in this phase that uh, for when it worked, it worked. And when it didn't, it, it you know, it kind of hurt you a little bit. I think one of the best points that, that Brian made, and I want to make sure we don't kind of gloss over it. Um, and CJ, you, you repositioned it a little bit as as a, you know, creator, director type driven thing. But this is um, it's almost in a in a in like a paradigm shifting or forced paradigm breaking kind of way um taking taking the <laughs> taking the fanboy and going you're not you don't you don't get to dictate like how we build the story like, you can't you can't go you can't say no this is not my marvel like nice. you can't right you're not allowed basically by by doing it the way they're doing it not having um a familiar arc not having um you know going back to the well time and time and again right um and trying out different storylines marketing to different audiences um going after i'd say completely different demographics than they ever had that's a it's a it's an interesting it's an interesting approach and one that um i think i think it kicks the like it kicks true believer in the face a little bit um but is necessary for like long term for like long long term success right so that it so that so that no generation having watched all these movies let's let's hope over you know decades after decades can go uh, the, they were they were not as good as the originals or they weren't man you know and this right. story isn't true to the man it just they're look they they're they're doing they're doing something that's saying you don't know what it's going to be um, we have a general idea, but we've built in some wiggle room. You know, they, they call that out directly like She-Hulk, but I think your bigger point uh, comes back to a, there's a, a video of Stan Lee talking about Marvel, right? How Marvel will always stand for the little guy. Marvel will always stand for anybody, right? Marvel is a welcoming, uh, uh, uh universe, right? And, and the man next to you, that's your brother. The woman across from you, that's your sister, right? He has got this beautiful, speech about that and i think to your point phase four is opening the doors to let more people in right not gatekeeping people into the mcu i think i will i will take your stan lee speech and i'll I'll one up you another stan lee speech um there is a a very well-known interview when stan lee is talking about the creation of spider-man we all know stan lee was was a dramatic and he he, who knows how true this story is And, and a storyteller that's what he was right so, you know, I'll preface this by saying that, but he tells this story about creating Spider-Man and that he had this idea for, for a long time, right, about having this kid in high school with spider powers who, who could or, or insect type powers. He didn't exactly know it was a spider just yet, but uh, he had done Fantastic Four editor uh, uh, at then Timely Comics uh, coming into Marvel Comics was um, very pleased and was like, hey, Stan, what else you got? And he's like, well, hey, I got I've got this thing. I've got this Spider-Man pitch. And the editor was like, oh, we can't do that. We can't do that. Audiences don't don't want a kid 
uh, as their main hero. They need a kid. Kids are sidekicks. They're Bucky. They're Robin. Uh, you know, no one likes spiders. People are afraid of spiders. This is not, this is no good. This is never going to work. We're not going to publish it. Um, and, you know, Stan Lee pretty much said, oh, yeah, okay, fine. And he went, he, he worked on it and he pretty much uh, saw that there was a book that was about to end, Amazing Fantasy. And he said, screw it. I'm just going to put it in here. We're killing the book anyway. And we all know what happened, right? And, and, and the end of that story is, he, he says verbatim, if you have an idea, and it's a good idea, and it's a really good idea. Don't let some idiot talk you out of it. And I, th- I firmly believe that is the MCU's mission statement with Phase 4, with moving forward. It's just like, we have the plan, we know the roadmap, we have the idea. Whether it's true believers or not, like, you know, uh, Josh, I'll fight you on the fact whether or not this was a kick in the face to true believers. I think this was a kick in the face to more of the social media moguls who want to sit boys. there. The fanboys. The fanboys, the fake fanboys, the real fanboys, the people who are on TikTok, the people who are on Facebook, the people who want to go on Rotten Tomatoes, who think they have an opinion that matters. And you don't. You don't. Like I and I say that as someone who comes on a, a recorded podcast and says everything that I feel about the Marvel Universe and everywhere I think it should go and everywhere I hope it goes. But at the end of the day, when it doesn't go my way, I'm also not sitting there being like, oh, well, it didn't go my way. Uh, this is, they didn't listen to me. This is trash, right? And, and that's that's who it's a kick in the teeth to. It's to all the, quite frankly, idiots who want to sit there and make, you know whine online and say, this is not the story we want. Well, you don't get to dictate the story. We have a good idea. We know what the roadmap is. You will either be on board or you won't. And we're fine with either one. But, you know, we're going to do what we're going to do. And and that is the mission statement of Phase 4, in my opinion. And I think, to that regard, absolutely. I think it's great. So we got them in fives. Do you want to count them down that way? Do you want to go worst to, worst to first or the other way? Worst um, to first. Well, I guess uh, I guess you guys have them. In Let's just do you worst to first. So let's end end on number one. You have seven. You have seventeen, CJ. I mean, so you're you'll you'll do them. You'll do them six six five. We'll That's do five five five. Sure. I mean, I think we're all going to agree on what's going to be last, and I think we're also all going to agree on what's going to be first. So let's just. That's that's probably very true. I, I have a feeling that our number ones and our numbers fifteens or seventeens are the same, and then everything else in the middle would be negotiable. All right. But how, Did how anybody do you, have anything other than Eternals in, in the last spot? No, nope. Eternals. Eternals, Eternals was one thousand percent the worst and, Marvel and movie. Spider Man in the first spot. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Correct. Yeah. No okay. Yeah, as it should be. Right. So, this, this is that's. So now that we got know, that out of the way, objectively out of the way, right? Done. Right. We can all. And I think, that. and I think, let's face it. I think anybody would agree with us, right? The, like, so here's here's my thought on this, right? Which is, we just talked about how successful Disney Plus series were right and how we enjoyed them and got the opportunity in my opinion eternals would have been a great disney plus series give me eight ten episodes eight hours there's so many people there's so much time to cover give me a disney plus series with eternals and i probably would have put that in my top five a disney plus series with a different writer well, let's be real. Like, one of the biggest problems with Eternals is the fact, and it's a, the problem with a lot of ensemble casts, um, there's too many people. There's too many people that you want to focus on. There's too many people you're trying to flesh out. There's You, you don't go into it knowing anything about anyone, so you're kind of trying to build the story around ten people and still make it interesting and still tell a, a plot somewhere in there, right? And, like, it, it was a mess. 
I think we can all agree. You do that in a Disney Plus format, if you do that in an eight or ten episode series, now all of a sudden, cool, we have one episode that focuses on one of the Eternals. And then, like, it could all kind of congeal together. Like, that's the way you you should have done this. Yeah, and, and um, even the love story of Icarus and, and uh, Cersei, Cersei would have been great over a long period. They spent thousands of years together. You can't shove that in a 15-minute, you know... What shot I think, with a terrible love scene, like what I think would be scene, would be nice if they if they wanted to look, what would be cool because I, I, I like the characters. Mm-hmm. I like the characters again. The the flaw of this movie is too much in, in two and a half hours, and, and yeah, the, the, I'm not a huge fan of the writing of this film. Right? No, the writing it was felt bad. longer, and that's and that's the writing's fault. The pacing was off, right? But like, you know, now that we ended this film, and I mean, we've all seen at this point, half the cast is gone either traitor dead whatever what have you right um you know it, it's uh it's a perfect opportunity to, to do a sequel with a smaller cast and also what i think would be nice is we've already proven with this phase that these like little marvel specials are effective give me a marvel special and show me freaking uh icarus in ancient rome like show me like you know, a little 45 minutes, hour snippets of what their life throughout time was, you know, like, I think that would be cool. I think that would be fun. Um, but yeah, I mean, again, it, it, it's just, it did not come together. It was absolutely the worst Marvel movie I've seen. But like I said, I've seen worse movies. So yes. I will absolutely the, watch the, it again. The stinger at the end, right, where we get, I'm assuming that was Mahershala Ali's voice talking to, uh, uh, it was. It, it's confirmed the character's it was name because that's how angry um, I am about the movie. Jon Snow's character with the the sword, right? It it sounded like Mahershala Ali coming can in. There. You, Maybe you we can't even you can't even go as so far as I'm not even going to go so far as to to IMDb. I'm Marvel not even talking about that. You can't even do me. the actor's name. His name is Kit Harrington. Like you know that, right? Again, Kit Harrington saying "I love you, Cersei" was weird. Okay, like just for a second, it was weird. And his character's name was Dane Dane yeah. Whitman. Okay. Uh, does someone want to take their their their? their I'll go next. I'll oh, go great. next. Go um, just say it. I I am trying to, to but listen. If Eternals is the worst, there is a huge gaping chasm of nothingness. Yes. Right. Where we, we can throw pretty much every DC movie in there in the grand scheme of things. Correct. And then this movie comes into play. I, I was not a fan of Thor: Love and Thunder. I think it was the second second to last. Worst movie. I, so I had the exact same thing. Okay, Josh. Um, I I have um I have Miss Marvel at fourteen. Okay, so so let here we go. The differences are coming. I have Miss Marvel a lot higher, and we'll we'll get to it in a second. Um, I think Thor: Love and Thunder completely missed the point <laughs> of a I, lot look, of things I, that they. I have Thor: say. Love and Thunder at thirteen. Okay. 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 All right. So you're close. You're just not not uh, oh, there. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Right. Um, I think Thor Love and Thunder failed in terms of too much comedy, not enough of everything else. There was, it was too much of the, oh, let's, let's poke fun at like a love triangle between hammers and not enough of, well, we're facing the God butcher. He should be scary. He's not. Unfortunately, we are dealing with a lot of mixed feelings about an ex-girlfriend coming back into your life and. You know, how do you reconcile with her? Oh, and by the way, she's dying of cancer. Um, so you have to deal with that whole story. And, like, there, there was not enough of what does Thor think of 
his ex-hammer hanging out with his ex-girlfriend and like how is that affecting him if it's affecting him at all i i just i i don't think this was explored appropriately yeah and i i love chris hemsworth this to me was remember how i talked about the mcu phase four was a director and creative you know driven thing Mm. Uh, this was clearly they're just like taika do whatever the hell you want like go for it write it direct it do do your taika thing and it, this reads to me as as like bridesmaids and other like comedies that come out that are there's a script written and we're going to do that. But on the day, we're going to improv a whole bunch and we'll keep the improv in the movie. Now, somewhere in your head, you already knew what the storyline was supposed to be, but it never actually came out on screen. So you just kept the improv stuff in there because you remembered the vision you had and, and you you filled the gap as the filmmaker. But the audience is going, I don't I don't know what. OK, what? So. There were moments I got undercut by dumb comedy. I like the the whole thing with Zeus felt really that was awful, dumb. Yeah, um, it was awful. And why would you pay all that money to have Christian Bale there? You, yeah. he was the only highlight for me. That was he like, was, but, but amazing job, right? A, Way to go, Christian enough Bale. Of it. He was not right. in enough of it. I right. even like. The stylized version that when he's there, the colors suck. He like, should oh. have been far more menacing, menacing, scary. Yes, like yep. we're we're talking about a character who is literally like the serial killer of gods. Yeah, right. And an actor like, who can clearly pull who that can off. who can pull that off. Right, who could be scary, yep. um, and menacing, and even in the face of big bulking Chris Hemsworth. Right. Yeah. Like there was not enough of Thor being afraid of this dude like again too much comedy too much levity like this was a story if you were going to do gore the god butcher this needed to be a borderline like seven almost right. but superheroes the like it needed to be darker the you know the ending is cute <clears throat> right you know he he now has a daughter you know, they're love and thunder together it's really great um you know the 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 way that they dealt with jane i thought was uh, at the end of it again at the end kind of wrapping this up i feel like Someone was like, we need to put you back in the Marvel box just for the last 15 minutes, if you don't mind. Just can you go here and wrap this up please, quickly with a bow? Um, it's just such, such a letdown. So, so Josh, though, if, if he, Brian and I agree on Thor, Love, and Thunder, what, what was in your spot? He said Miss Marvel. He said Miss Marvel. Miss Marvel. Yeah. Okay. I'd love to get your perspective on, on this one. Uh, I thought just in general it was um, – like it was I, – I, it never got out of the young adult feel for me. Um I didn't think it was um, – I didn't think it had enough gravity. Like, I didn't think it was – I think it was very good. Just overall, I was like, eh. I, this I could take or leave. And, you know, I've rewatched Thor. Um, I've rewatched every other series at least once, if not more than once. Um, I I don't think I finished Miss Marvel. Wow. I will agree with you in terms of – the stakes were not there. Right. Yeah. Yep. That's a, and, the young adult aspect. And, and when the right. stakes were there, it, it got very like pushed in like the finale, right? All of a sudden there was a bunch of stakes, right? Correct. Um, and, and so I'll agree with you there. I, 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 but I do think the young adult, the injection of the young adult vibe and the aesthetic and the actress who playing Kamala Khan, I loved all of that. I mean, quite frankly, like, I would have been okay if there were never any stakes and we were just kind of watching a sitcom of, of a girl with that superpowers. That no, like, was listen, incredible. The I same, loved it. The same reason, um, and I, I, you know, this isn't the first time I've said this about Miss Marvel or other Marvel properties in Phase 4, but 
my bottom five, but not five. Eternals is just awful. But above the gaping chasm and outside the top ten, the the reason for those is exactly what I just said, mm-hmm. right? Doctor Strange, Shang Chi, Thor, Miss Marvel all have the same feel for me, which okay. is not serious enough, not heavy enough, nothing. Right? Really, what 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 happens if the if the good guy loses here? What? How, how does it affect my world? It's I'll, I'll fight you on Shang Chi because there are stakes in Shang Chi. Well, yeah, maybe, but not I'll not for not for probably not for the world, right? This yeah, you know, for the world. For like, the world, the, the whole point yeah. is they're they're stopping this gate from exploding I, like, with this. The, the this world is evil. completely unaware of it, and just and, because yeah, just because the world doesn't know about it doesn't mean there's nuts. Yeah, stakes. I'm I'm pretty sure that the whatever gets out of whatever gets out of hell there isn't going to be able to make it through the shape shifting forest. It's just not. Ah, I, I, again, disagree. I think I think that was maybe maybe could have been explained better, but I think Shang Chi has stakes, right? Yeah. I think Thor and Lover has uh, Thor Thor and Lover Thor hey, and Love and Thunder had a stakes. That's too. a different movie, Brian. I don't know what yeah, right? you're watching. Jesus, I have another tab up. Um, <laughs> Thor and Love and Thunder has stakes. It's just that the stakes weren't properly communicated in made, terms of yeah, they weren't this, made this, clear to me at all this is why you should be afraid right hold on to to that to that same to that same end on, on this though if daredevil didn't stop fisk what would have happened to the world nothing hell's kitchen would have been in trouble but like new york city would be fine right right but but to josh's point let's face it like uh, in in that series you care about hell's fitch hell's kitchen right and in miss marvel again i i it's not even that i didn't care about new jersey there is no there are no stakes for new jersey the problem is there were no stakes even for, for Kamala until the end, right? With the exception of the oddball damage control coming after her. With But that's it, right? It's all about her living her life, trying to understand her history, her past, while also being a high school st- student in Jersey. And I've cut off Josh three times already, so I'll, I'll just wrap it up by saying this. I, I don't think that earns it bottom five. I think I, – I have it like right in the middle. I think it's like number six or seven on my list. But – I think um, it depends on, you know, if that's what I was expecting from the beginning is a, is a show without stakes. There's plenty of shows without stakes. Every sitcom in the world is without stakes. Yeah, no, I it just it just there was like even even in the supporting characters, I felt I felt like overall these things that I have in my bottom five, for me, they lacked depth. Now, okay. there, there could be multiple facets of that, and I, I'll, I'll, I'll keep going back to. I didn't think that the uh, there was enough gravity that I could mean depth. It could mean stakes. It could mean that the characters weren't developed well enough. Um, Thor was a joke. We get that. Um, Shang Chi. I I felt like a large for, for large. There was far too much comic relief in there, and much of it was silly. Doctor Strange should have been far more, um, far darker than it was juxtaposed against the things that we looked at in our favorite movie, right? Which really, uh, Spider-Man, Dr. Strange, it's kind of the same thing, but it didn't feel like the same thing, even close to the same thing. So, okay. So uh, I'm still stuck. Listen, I'm not going to fight you on Dr. Strange. I have, I have well-known complaints about Dr. Strange. In fact, it is also in my bottom five, but I am going to continue to fight you on Shang-Chi. When's the last time you watched Shang-Chi? Because I know you rewatch um, movies constantly. I don't. Yeah, like two weeks ago. Okay. Two two weeks ago. 
I, I, I am not so sure there is much, as much, as much comedy in that movie as you feel there is. There is Aquafina. And she was the, reined in. I was so happy to listen, see that. Listen, for someone who in. does not care for her, like she was reined in, but she her. is like the comedic sidekick, right? right? But really, any other comedy coming from that film is from Trevor Slattery and mm-hmm. the, the little footrest doggy thing. But that, yeah. that's it, right? Once he's introduced and every scene that he's in, it's a little comedic. But this is a story, it's huge stakes, not just for uh, Sean. But the world, it's also a story about a father and a son, like, figuring out their shit and reconciling and, and trying to, to figure out um, what their relationship should be and is going to be. I, I think you're looking at this film on a pure, uh, giant, destroying world beam in the sky, Avengers viewscape, and not so much as the, 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 the terms that the movie is coming to you on, which is... This is a movie about Shang again, and the same thing with Miss Marvel, right? It's about them figuring out what who they are, what their past is, whether that be based in family, whether that be based in culture, whatever the the case may be, right? It's all about Shang Chi reconnecting with his family, and you know, okay, finding out that his dad doesn't want to exactly do the greatest thing, but you know, what does that mean? What do you do as a son? Do you just you know stand up and just take him down? Do you help him? Like, it, there's all of that is in there, yeah. Um, and I think Shang-Chi is a lot more nuanced than you're giving it credit for. And I think Miss Marvel is a lot more nuanced. I will agree with you with Miss Marvel, whereas the stakes weren't prevalent. It was literally like seven episodes of fluff and then one episode of crap things are happening, right? And, you know, that, that take it or leave it. Like I said, personally, if you wanted to make just a, a dopey-ass sitcom of Miss Marvel – trying to figure out what boy she's going to take to homecoming. I would have been completely fine with that too. It's, <laughs> yeah. it's the, it's the giant shift, right? It's the, here was the mission statement in Miss Marvel. We are going to have fun. It's going to be bubble gum. It's going to be popcorn. It's going to be not a whole lot of stakes, but we are going to explore th- themes of family. We're going to explore themes of a uh, young person having superpowers. The things that Spider-Man should explore. Should it? Yeah, exactly. But yeah. Th- it didn't get a chance to explore in these films because we threw him in as a package deal with the Avengers, and that is a necessity based on the deal with Sony. But we got to explore all those things with Kamala, and then the shift happens, and that's where the show gets a little less yeah. good for me. I, I I think the showdown in the school was super rushed. Uh, same thing again. What Even what happens, even if they get caught, right? Like, it, it, things will be bad. How will they be bad? I don't really know. Okay, well, fight them anyway. Fight those faceless stormtroopers, right? Uh, I can definitely agree with that. However, the thing for, for me for Ms. Marvel is the art direction and the creative things that they do to show showing different locations, her Josh traveling, the text messages. That. Oh, Your man. argument is invalid. Josh does not give a shit about I don't care. Direction. I'm not trying to convince Josh. Josh has already made up his... Josh, is there any convincing you? Hell no. I don't care about that. Now we're just no, talking about No, you're not changing Marvel. my mind on these, these That's bottom fine. five. Those were the things that were incredible to me, as well as even just like, hey, I, again, um, time for another superhero pro- uh, a property to teach me about history I didn't know about, right? Watchmen did it once before, and now Miss Marvel does it. So, like, a really... Great direction for me on that one. I will say the final part of getting the stakes and make it important. Let's just bullet shoot that right at the end, right? And everyone take the stakes at the end and deal with it. But uh, I, I I couldn't put it that that low. But I understand again, it's skewing the unadult. Uh, it didn't get the opportunity to finish it. it. I could completely understand why and and why you you put it where it is. Uh, so I'm 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 good to 
I'm good to accept it and, and ready to ready to go on to the next one. Oh yeah, I'm fine accepting that. I, I I'll still fight you on Shang Chi. I'll fight. Yeah, we'll fight Shang Chi later when it comes up in the well, rankings. Well, it's next, sure isn't it? We'll, we'll do it. Is Doctor Strange next on your list, or is Shang Chi next on no, your list? No, I. So I have Falcon and the Winter Soldier next. Get out. Well, at the C- path, CJ, okay. hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, Josh. I'm sorry. I swear to God, CJ and I did not talk about this before we started Didn't recording. Talk about it. It's uh, it's next on my list too. Flag oh, Smashers oh. was the biggest waste of time ever. Uh, I understand that the pandemic changed their storyline and they had to really kind of cut some shit together quick. I don't care. You don't get a pass for that. This, I think you do. I think no. you get. I, I think you get a little understanding. I think you it doesn't make it any better. Yeah, I think you could cut it out. I think you could focus all on the superhero, the uh, super, the super um, serum projects, and and and. Um, Isaiah, Isaiah, right? Was that the <coughs> Isaiah Bradley? Bradley, and thank you. You're, I you're, think this would have been a better movie, not a series. I would have watched a two and a half hour Falcon Winter Soldier movie. Get rid of the flag smashers. Focus on the super the superhero part with Isaiah Bradley, and I would have been happy. You're overlooking that basically Sam and his sister, his family, are going through the same thing that the flag smashers stand for. Like, yeah. Absolutely. No, 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 not absolutely. You're overlooking. You you said you could do without that. And you can't because not only did it, that's, it's the part of the story that made Sam Captain America. It's the backbone of the story. I disagree with CJ. I don't think I need to see it in parallel. I I think I I can see it through their point of view. I absolutely think it's necessary. It it, is the thing that made him Captain America. It's the thing that drives his decision to make to put on that new suit at the end. But it's right. also it's also this juxtaposition of because if, if if any good movie or show is supposed to make you feel like okay, what would I do? Okay, here's one extreme and here's the other. What would you do? Right? right. Like, and do I think the Flag Smasher story got screwed up? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. There was there's sure. a there's a reason it's low on my list, right? Um, but I I'm not going to go as far as say you could cut that whole thing out. Um, what I will say is out of that entire series, the stuff with U.S. Agent was way more interesting yes. to me. Yes. The stuff with Isaiah Bradley was way more interesting to me. But I don't think you could remove that and still have Sam nope. make the as decision it, he makes at the end. As it and exists, give the you're absolutely correct. But if now, you have the, the, the American if, – if you have Isaiah Bradley and you have the, uh, the, the story that, that's going on with uh, the U.S. Agent – I think that's enough that if you craft it, you can make the extremes of which one would you pick and the actually lead into the Captain people, America search. The displaced people, right? F- ju- all they're trying to do is fight for their place. Yes. And the other thing you also need to remember But you can about get that exact storyline out this, of Isaiah Bradley. Listen, no. this is the one series, and, and, and I, I agree with you, Josh. I'm fighting for, for you, I promise. But this is the one series that directly spins out of the events of the snap like right, that doesn't right. pass it off as a joke that actually explores what yeah. is like half the world's population disappeared and now all of a sudden they're back yeah how does that affect the world right um and that was the conversation i was interested in do i think it was effective no i i think it could have been handled way better which is why it's low on my list right which I, is have, why I have it directly in the middle Okay. right in the middle of my list. Um, I, I have this low on my list because that story needed to be told better. Even without – even let, let's face it. We all know that the original plan was, hey, we're going to do a virus. And we didn't want to do that because of the pandemic. You know, and, right. and, and yep. I get it, right? Do I think there was a way to make that story better even without the Flag Smashers wanting to release a virus? 
Yes. Do I think it would have fit in the timeline that that Marvel was trying to do? No, and the, so they rushed it out, and they probably should have held on to this and wrote around it, and then we re, reshoot some scenes and re-release it. Right, but, you're, doing, you're doing your question talking from last week again. <laughs> what are you talking about? Yeah, no. Do listen. I think this is a good way to phrase this question? Yes, yes I, I do. do. Yes, I do. But listen, <laughs> do I think I'm making my point very emphatically? Goddamn right, I am. Uh, yeah, because yeah, it doesn't give you any uh, any. Uh, <laughs> no, no, I'm not saying. I'm just, I'm just recognizing listen, a personal. Here's the thing: habit. if you're not going to ask me the question, I'm going to ask it myself. <laughs> all right, and. and so no, the, I, I the, don't think the show is bad by any means. In fact, like this is the first low low tiered project that I have low tiered that I would still say I really enjoyed it. This is still yeah. a good tier. The other thing that really this is the gaping chasm argument for me again. There's a gaping right. chasm, and then you know. But Falcon this, this is the other thing, comes. and Josh, this is where I'm going to tell you this is why it's low on my list. The other thing that really hurts this series for me is uh, we just we talked about a misuse of Ultron. There was a complete misuse of Baron Zemo in here. Oh my god! I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what they're doing with him. And again, the, the, there, there could be plans. I think maybe the idea Hell, was okay. Let's bust him out, right? Maybe the idea was just let's bust him out for later plans, right? But I, I don't think it was a, a really great use of him. I also don't think Sharon Carter was done any justice in this nope. series. Oh, and she was turned no. into a villain, and that's what upsets me, right? Like right. I, I'm interested to see where it's going, but like I don't know why. Like they, I whatever project they do with her next, I need to have a whole hell of a lot of backstory over what happened over the five years during the blink. She went to Everwood and she she like, got she got. I, up. I don't know why she's doing the things that she's doing, and that's what upsets me the most out of the show is the complete misuse of those two characters. Really great characters that could have been great. This could have been. I, I really would have loved to see the show lean more into the espionage spy thriller that it was advertised to be um instead of we got more of just a you know action we got more captain america and and as much as i love captain america i I was expecting more of a subdued action i really appreciated though the the depth and the the jumping into the exploration of the psychological effects that these guys went through as superheroes. I love the fact that what they did for Bucky. I like how they showed the realistic uh, experiences that Sam has to has to face and why it was so important at the end that he is called Captain America. I I, I absolutely love that. It was everything else about that series that it just it didn't land for me. The fine finale did, unlike Miss Marvel, unlike Thor, right? Unlike where the third act was like, nah, this feels really forced. The third act in this one felt really fleshed out and 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 really important to discuss. It was just everything before week to week, I was bored. Just bored. Now mm-hmm. I mean I, I wouldn't say I was bored, but like I said, I definitely think there was opportunities, uh, way more opportunities in this than some of the other series. So, Josh, what um, was on your list then? What, 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 what? His what, his third is um, Doctor Strange. Uh, Thor, Shang Chi. Oh, Shang Chi is next. Doctor Strange. That's that that rounds out my bottom five. So I've already fought you a tongue on Shang Chi, so I'm not going to keep fighting you. I will tell you, it is actually in my top five. Um, wow. Yeah, Christian has it there too. I don't understand why. Well, listen, get Christian on here and we'll, we'll commiserate we'll, we'll, as we'll much talk as it, up. Uh, well, it would have been in my top five if it wasn't he's, for one of the projects. Yeah, no, he's, he takes these extreme uh, viewpoints like, <laughs> like Shang-Chi is a top five Marvel property, and I told him to get I, it. I don't think yeah. it's top I five Marvel. I told, I told him he's going to have to find some place else. Absolutely to not. No. Nope. I think it's top five in, in, in phase four, and I think it's because. Um, 
A, you know, we're looking at the really the the first introduction of a character that's not named Iron Man, Captain America, Thor. Yeah, look, um, he's 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 fifteen. So anything that happened in the last you know five <laughs> days or so is the best thing. Everything ever, new know? is good, right? Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. Okay. Um, but but my argument uh, as far as why this movie is is belongs higher on that list is just um, this movie did give me those phase one feels again. Like, the, and this is essentially like the second movie that kicked off phase four. So, I mean, that's what you want out of a movie that is introducing a new character, a new world. I loved, uh, you know, the, the mythical aspect of it. And I loved how we got to fix all the things that I complained about with the Mandarin in Iron, Iron Man, Man 3. 3. Yep. This was, this was a nice little retcon. It makes sense. Trevor Slattery is still a thing, but this is also the thing, the thing. It's so it, it fixes it without negating Iron Man 3, right? And <clears throat> I just thought it was very well done. Um, and I think it was a good introduction to this character who I am looking forward to seeing in future projects. So, when it came to my ranking, it really came down to how excited was I after watching this project or leaving the theater? How much did I want to talk about the project afterwards? And whereas I'm sure there are going to be things that you have higher on your list that I have lower on my list, this this was a movie that I left the theater. I was like, oh, wow, this is this made me feel very good about Phase 4 going into it, right? And, you know, I, I, I think it, it deserves a little bit more credit. And, and I think it also threaded the needle of doing the thing of Eternals was over a long period of time. The initial part, the first part of Shang-Chi was a long period of time. It it, it, it may be interested. Uh, then, then Brian, did you have something different then after Falcon? I have Doctor Strange. Okay. I have Black Widow. Really? I have Black Widow a, a little bit higher. It just, if, if, it had, if it had come out earlier, it would have been a lot higher. Um, I, I love Yelena. I love the end of it. Uh, just, you know, it, it felt like a born movie. I don't know. It, was, it felt like... Generic suppo- action film. Whatever you're about to say, that's what it's supposed to be, though. Yeah, it's supposed yep. to be a Bourne film with Black Widow. Yeah, but yep. it didn't do a good job of it. False. Yeah, I, uh, I disagree with you. I disagree with you on that. And love even Yelena. though uh, you know me, I love my Florence Pugh. Oh, it's number Yelena's fourteen amazing. on my list. That's crazy talk. I can't believe you're still talking about number fourteen. Well, I'm on seventeen movies, so this is yeah, number fourteen he, for me. He's on seventeen. Okay. Um. Let's talk more about Black Widow a little bit because I'm assuming I know I have it a little higher. I'm sure Josh has it a little higher. Six. Okay, I have it a little lower than six. Um, my my next is something Josh and I can talk about. Why is in the bottom five, and it is Doctor Strange. You're right. That was right after Black so Widow. So that would be what? Yep. For me, um, this was number thirteen. So so this, yeah, I I am. I, I think, think we're all in agreement. I think Doctor Strange did not stick the landing. Yeah, Doctor Strange had such promise. Um, I think it didn't use the multiverse effectively at all. I think there was that one scene where they go through all the different art styles and like, and that was the multiverse. Came by. I think it didn't use Doctor Strange effectively. No, and either it was. It was a Wanda movie. Right. It, this is a Scarlet Witch film. This is a Scarlet yes. Witch and featuring America Chavez, right? Like Doctor Strange is just a passenger in a movie that is named after him. Um the best part of this film is the is the uh, music note fight between him that and, was really and cool. evil Doctor Strange. Like, Hold I thought on. that was Can great. Can I take a moment? You are the only person I've spoken to who appreciates that scene oh, being I love that, that was scene. so cool. That Nobody else the, cares about that scene. I love that the scene. Heart, what, what, the heart chord set the whole thing off. That was yeah. great. Yeah, that, that, it was that, brilliant. That scene, for, for all of you complaining that, oh, this wasn't very Sam Raimi, that scene is the most Sam Raimi of Sam Raimi-ness I have ever Sam Raimi'd before. With the exception like, of having Bruce Campbell in it? Yeah. That entire scene is very Sam Raimi. Love it. 
So like, and and it is the best part of the film. But I agree with Josh. It 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 needed to be darker. It needed to showcase the multiverse, not just three places. Mm-hmm. Um, and then like we get like a little bunch of snippets and vignette. Like there's a there's in that like whole like oh we're going through like eighteen different universes. We'll show you them at point three seconds at a time. There's off. a very small sliver that is the 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 noir, the Marvel noir universe, and I'm like. I want to go there. Hang out for right. a little bit, y'all. Please take me there. Hang like, out for like more than three seconds. But instead you land in a universe that is that is just here, random universe where we can have these characters together and explain it away for our story, my, for plot purposes. My right? favorite was the exposition uh, shop that you can walk by uh, where you stand there and it will go through your memories. So that way we can tell the audience what Here's we want to Here's why America do. Chavez is yeah, America We want to tell right? you like, what, we, what we want to remember and how to feel. Can you stop here at the shop for a moment? Yeah, it, it's it was just uh, you want to talk about promise that that movie had promise. And again, as as the director centric creator, I mean, that movie screams Sam Raimi, which it it does. I, I think the direct right. direction does. I don't know if this is the I, story. No, Sam I don't Raimi think the story does at all. I think the direction does. Right. I mean, like you look at that and like that's Sam Raimi. Like, absolutely. I don't think the story does it justice at all. And I think I think we all agree that Doctor uh, Doctor Strange and Multiverse of Madness is is lower on the MCU. So really we're pretty much could, we're pretty much agreed with the bottom five, except Josh has Shang-Chi and Miss Marvel, whereas we don't, and we have Falcon and Winter I have Falcon and Winter Soldier. Right. And I, I put um, Black Widow in there to piss you off. <laughs> oh, okay. It's good to know that that's the reason why. No, that's not the reason why. I, I really do feel that movie is in those Josh, did, five. did you want to say anything else about Doctor Strange? I know you were talking about Doctor Strange and, and Shang-Chi and Miss Marvel as a whole, right? But is there anything in particular you want to say about Doctor Strange as to why it's where it is on your list? What I What I said briefly was that we had already seen the multiverse from that perspective in Spider-Man. Right. Right. So if you're going to call the movie the multiverse of madness, there should be a lot more multiverse. Or madness. Or oh yeah, or madness. <laughs> I'll take either one. <laughs> yeah. And, and and I agree. I agree with, with, with the viewpoint that this is uh more of a Scarlet Witch feature. Fine. Um I just you know, more multiverse, right? Yeah. Like when I, we got way more multiverse out of Loki. Yeah. Then we did out of Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. Which Loki is not even supposed to be it, about nope. multiverse. It's supposed nope. to be about timelines. Right. Yeah. But yeah, I agree. I agree, Josh. Like, more multiverse, more madness. And and, and if you're going to have Scarlet Witch be the villain, like, I, I need more explanation. Because of where we left her at the end of WandaVision, it just, it just didn't jive right. It didn't make she sense. She was a banana sandwich. She was a banana sandwich at the end of WandaVision. She, she was, was banana, banana sandwich, sandwich at the beginning of, of, of – Oh, you're saying you're saying how did she go from how does she go from to banana sandwich? Right. She, she, how did Where she did go from at the end come? of WandaVision, she, yeah. she's reconciled, right? She's reconciled the like, fact that I, I, I can't do this anymore and she's gotten Wanda, through her we were on a we were on a really good path there. She's right. Like, Stop taking my meds. I nah, I'm sorry, guys. Right. Took, uh. like, every time I stop taking my meds, I create a whole universe. Yeah, Daenerys forgot. <laughs> That's right. This is the Daenerys right. forgot of of the MCU, right? It's just, and, oh yeah, and, she and, forgot she had come to peace with things, and that and that's a big, <laughs> a big sticking thorn in my side about this film is I think, our, our main baddie. Where I understand where she's coming from, I don't sure. understand why she's there. I right? think. 
that WandaVision was in production and wrapping up when they were doing and writing Multiverse of Madness, that they had never seen WandaVision when they were making Multiverse of Madness. So again, the left hand not knowing what the right hand is doing. But yeah, it was like this Daenerys forgot moment of, oh yeah, now she's crazy again. Why? We just have the whole story where she got over this. Yeah. Because the script said so. Oh, right. The script said so. Okay. Well, and, and then here, here's here's the, here's the Band-Aid. Here's the Band-Aid. The Darkhold. It was like, oh, okay. Oh, God. Yeah, no. But, Piss but off at that. That's not crap. enough. That's not enough of an explanation. I get no. it. She misses her children. Oh, and this thing corrupts and makes people evil. Sure. Okay. Good for I guess. Right, right, right. But it was in the last 15 minutes of the movie where she was like, oh, wait, I opened the door. <laughs> oh, yeah. wait. Oh, me. shit. <laughs> oh, shit, guys. I forgot. I, I left that the light on. Part. Like, I'm watching the movie going, wait a minute. My bad. My bad. You know what, though? Can we can we pre? So, there's one thing that I do want to, to acknowledge. They they At this point, they're just like, hey, fan service. Now shut the fuck up. Here's John yeah. Krasinski. Here's John here's Krasinski. John here's here's the X-Men. Look, we've introduced the mutant name. Yep. Here you go. Okay, now we're going to murder all of them. So now you can say canonically that, was my that John Krasinski part. was Mr. Fantastic. Now when we're ready to do Fantastic Four, if he's not there, you can't complain. Now shut up and let us move on. I, 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 I want to mow through... Yeah, all of these just in in one scene. Oh, cut, yeah. cut Captain cut Captain Carter, cut Captain in half. Carter in half. Yeah, get get, get every get. Oh yeah, just the way you went through that scene. It said we did it. Is everyone happy? Okay, we're out. Goodbye. Wow, thank you for doing it. And again, that comes back to shutting the sham, the fanboys and the true believers, the the non true believers, the influencer believers, to shut the fuck up. You do not get to write these scripts. Another Sam Raimi of Sam Raiminess scene. Like, I, I don't understand the critics who was like, oh, I don't see Sam Raimi in any of this. He is yeah, all over that scene. Absolutely. And he is all over the harp scene. Like, I, I don't yeah. understand that. Like, I, the things I, I liked about this I, movie. I'm not privy to this conversation. I don't I don't know that I've ever had the, I don't see Sam Raimi in this conversation. I, oh, there are people it, it out there, everywhere. Gosh. Every right. critic, everybody was like, oh, this... It's just does it seems like Marvel stole Sam Raimi's voice. Yeah, right. like I, I just I guess I just didn't engage in that much uh, social media bullshit. They never saw an Evil Dead film is really what it breaks down to. They've never watched Evil Dead. They've never seen Army of Darkness. They don't know what Sam Raimi does. And like even in like I would argue that the Spider Man films erased more of Sam Raimi than this film does yeah. because. Yeah. Like you saw Spider Man after watching him do Evil Dead, and you're like, this doesn't feel right. Except for one three. scene, like there's always an homage in those that original trilogy. There's always one scene that's very Raimi, right? And the rest is very much like okay, Raimi esque. It's like yeah. Raimi. He's here directing. The AD Ra- did the directing. Raimi when he's had one. a little bit of chocolate, right? Like like he's feeling good. Um, this was way more Raimi than than even the Spider-Man films were. All right, can, I don't want to dwell too much on can this I, film. Can I move on one that I know I'm wrong, but I just don't know where to place it. So I just put it where I, I, I just I could. And, where? and that is after our multiverse of madness, I have what if. I really enjoyed what if. I thought it was I thought it was fun. That's where I have it. But like it should just go here. Because there are other things that are better. That right. But it just was. I yeah. have it I have it I have it at ten because I, I kinda I went. Right, right. For for like a for like a oh, wouldn't this be cool? Yeah. Yeah. It was it was better than the shitty ones and yep. it has no impact on anything. So let's put it right here. Yeah. I, yeah. I have Werewolf by Night right above what if. I have Moon Knight there. You have Moon Knight there? I have Moon Knight there. What the no. fuck? Yeah, and I knew this was my controversial that, talk. That, I'm that sorry. I'm sorry. What? Listen, I can understand. I can understand Josh's point of view on you better be you better be Josh level right here to 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 defend. I'm going this. to explain 
Mm-hmm. This was also one of those things where I was like, I know where I want everything else. I don't know where I want this. And this is just where it ended up being. But my biggest issue with this, I, I, and I love the series, don't get me wrong. Uh-huh. Um, Oscar Isaacs carry, carries the series on his back. Right. The ending whiffed it for me. The ending is just, you want to talk about giant, like, death ray from the sky. Like, that's what this ending was. We have giant, we have Kanshu fighting giant alligator god. And... Then we get a blackout. And then, oh, everything's wrapped up. That's how that finale went. I never get to see Moon Knight truly be Moon Knight. And I never... I, I get a lot of the the inner workings of his mind, which I loved. I loved all the multiple personalities, the conversations between uh, the different personalities and, and between Mark and Steve and, and what that means and, and dissecting his psychi- psychiatry, right? But there are, what, four scenes of Moon Knight one where I see him just finishing up a fight in a bathroom, one where I see him kind of fly around and get his ass kicked, and then the end where he blacks out and I don't see him be Moon Knight. Is That's this where, frustrating to me. Is this where I get to be Brian for Miss Marvel and just kind of like use basically the exact same argument you made on, on Miss Marvel for this? Like, yes, they yada yada the action, right? All the time. They, like... They 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 just hold it, held it over you, and never let about, you climax. This is not right? about yada yada no, no, no. in the action. I, I know, I know, I know, I know. They did that, right? They, uh, we're we were acknowledging they did this. Yes, uh-huh. they uh-huh. they yada yada over a lot of action, uh-huh. right? And that is not pleasing to us. This show was about all the internal conflict. That's that's what the whole thing was about. So I don't care about the giant things mm-hmm. punching other giant things. It, wasn't, it was about though. the internal conflict of Mark. I mean, there definitely wasn't. There, listen, there, there are two. Josh, stories. help me out with this. You don't have Moon Knight this low, do you? No, of course he doesn't. I have it at four. This Thank you. My, okay, this is my controversial pick. There All are right. two stories at play at Moon Knight. There is the internal, the the internal conversation between Stephen and Mark, and then there is also the Minority Report story of the ethics of judging people before they've done anything wrong. And what this Egyptian god wants to do is pretty much quell a lot of the world's populations over something they haven't done yet. And we never get that conversation between him and Harrow. We have it for a brief snippet in episode two. It never gets revisited again. And then when you think, okay, this is where it's going to happen. It's just going to happen via blows instead of conversation. We get a blackout. And then we get the ending where we just kill the dude. And that's it. There's 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 no resolution to that part of the story. And, and that is an important part of the story, no matter how you want to slice it. If this was longer, they probably could have addressed it, but they didn't. And that's a problem. And, and it, it is a flaw in the in the series itself. Now, again, I really, really, really enjoy this series. It just in the grand scheme of Marvel Phase 4, I think other things stuck the landing much better than what Moon Knight did. Do you have Black Widow above Moonlight? Moon it's Knight? right above Moon Knight. So listen, I, I have um, the part that you're you're talking. These two stories you're talking about. Um, I don't think I don't think that um, Minority Report like story is actually a story, right? I think that was just it's the, the ethos of the, the villain. No, 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 no. It's the reason for the conflict between Kanshu and and the other god. I don't what whoever. Um, it, it is the only, like, here's why there is a conflict. It is not a story. It is not to be explored. The bigger story, right? 
is like you said, a, um, sort of the inner workings of this dude's mind and him, him coming to terms with it. And B, um, didn't like, I'm watching it like going, they're going to explain why Conchu just doesn't kick this dude to the curb and get a more capable avatar. Right. And they did. And that is the bigger story is that as much as he comes to terms with his fractured mind, it is far worse than he knows. And Kanchu knows. And that's why Kanchu hasn't released him. That's the bigger story. He doesn't need to have that argument with him. He's got the other personality to do all the dirty that's, work. That's exactly right. Yeah. So, and that, that's the, to me, that is the bigger story. I, I really liked the blacking out and coming to, I liked, I the, loved it in episode one through three, but like, when we're in the finale and he has come to terms with his split personalities, to then have uh, third personality number three take over and to have the blackout again, it, it feels cheap, right? Like we already had, we already had uh, one blackout. No way. No. Yes, no chance. Does no no it, no chance. There is no victory for Mark Spector in this story, and that's my problem. That, that's no, the that's, point. That's the point. That's the whole point. You Ryan. need to have no no some sort of closure, especially since this is supposed. No. The closure was his the grief and all of that Moon stuff. Night we're going to get. The closure was going to your family, having the grief, all, all going back in time and, and dealing with that. Not understand. That. I'm with you for his, for that personality. That is his closure. But there's no listen. This is if this is the only Moon Knight we get, then this it's is not a going shit. To be. It, it's it, not going to be. Every, doesn't matter. That you all, can't. You can't. All, you can't put it on all signs that point to that it is. And if this is it. all we get, then this is a shit way to end it. That is all I'm saying. If I get a season two, this will probably move up in. But will it go up because of the story they do in season two or just because you got a season two? No, it all depends on what the story of season two is. If it if it goes back and and, and, and delves deeper into personality number three and more stuff like that, then yeah, like again, it all depends on season two. But the fact of the matter is we don't have a season two yet, period. We don't no, even know. The, we, we were all convinced he was going to show up in Werewolf by Night because – that's where he made his first appearance. It made sense. He didn't show up there either. I, I, didn't I don't that. think we're ever going to see Moon Knight again. I don't know if I agree with that. Uh, and I think that I think that having the two characters that we know, Stephen and Mark, um, both just kind of like, yeah, we're not we're not going to do that. And then come to and you're like, there's Jake Lockley. Where where is where is he? Where is he? Where is he? Right. And you don't see him again until the end. That's story like that's what i care about and that's what they did i love that there's no the fact that there is no closure for steven and mark is the story for me yeah i agree okay i can understand you going i just don't know where to put this so here you go i'm very conflicted about it i'm very conflicted about it so i don't know where to put it here it is i get it at the end of the day is is how i feel i agree with all of you that that is a great story i do think i'm trying to justify where i put it because i didn't know where to put it but i mean if i have to justify it then that that is why like i i do think it could have ended a little bit better other than that i love the series we spent an entire podcast talking about the series i loved it i'm all for it I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna add one to the list that you guys don't have, so this way it can just it can just be here. And again, I'm on a scale of 17. My number 11, kind of middle of the pack, is the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special. 
only one thing is really kind of added or explained that will obviously be re-explained in, in another Guardians thing. It was just middle silly. Middle of the pack is nine. Just nine is middle of the pack. Nine is direct middle. Direct middle, right. For, for, for you, yes. I for everyone. Seven. For everyone. For anyone with 17, it would be eight and then one and then eight. Middle of the pack okay. is nine. It's close to middle of the pack. No, it's fine. no, no, no. It has a proximity to the no. middle. All right, then it's, it's number 11. Suck it up and deal with it. All right, it's number 11. 11. It was fine. It was, it, it, was, it was silly, but there's other things that are better than that. Watch it and disagree. Fine. So Josh right above what if had Werewolf by Night, and I have yep. that higher. I have that I have, I have Black Widow, and you had that lower. Josh, where do you have Black Widow? Six. No, I, I've I've discussed. Yeah, I've discussed everything up to nine. He's discussed pretty much his entire list. Yeah, but he really in depth, has. He we're really up to like all. we're up to like nine. All right, I've I've got Hawkeye in my number ten. I disagree. Yeah, three. Hey, three for me too. Yeah, Good. Hawkeye. I can, was I can great. I can see your case for it. It was a lot of fun. I just enjoyed other things a little bit more than Hawkeye. Do you have Do you have Spider Man, WandaVision, and Hawkeye at one, two, and three? Me, I do. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm asking. Yeah, you, you two yeah, are, that, the Bernstein's are peas in a pod. Absolutely, <laughs> that makes sense. We're not. We're not. We. I, I've I argued with him for like multiple. No, I, no, I, no. For the top three, absolutely, you guys should be peas. If you're not the same top three, I'd be worried. Okay, I really would. I would put you guys in counseling at that point. <laughs> I, I knew something would be off. The pandemic. No counseling let me, necessary, friend. Let me let me say, and I think I I know for a fact because we recorded it. I'm on the record saying that I loved Werewolf by Night. Yeah, I, I have to. I have to put it lower on my list. Um, because I don't know if we're ever going to see anything like it ever again. Um, there was no other, you know, it was a Halloween special and it's great. It was excellent and I loved it, but I want more of it. And so far, you know, there's not going to be that. So maybe, and then maybe I'll like it more, but well, maybe, I, maybe they do more Halloween specials, more werewolf by night in, in particular. Maybe they do a midnight suns movie and, him and Moon Knight can show up with Blade. That would be great. That'd be amazing. Um, but yeah, I, I have Werewolf by Night at it's actually five. It's fifth on my list. Um, and I'm not going to go into detail. We've already been recording for well over an hour. My son's about to wake up. Um, but I think we talked about it in depth as to why I enjoyed that that short and why I want to see more of it and why um what ramifications it could have on the universe as a whole if we decided it to be um i'm excited i, I think i thought it was great josh I it's have, on my exact middle of the pack then i put it at eight because i thought it was a, a a good one-off story nice pack is nine because you have the top you, you, eight you and then you have nine. the one in the middle the top and, eight and, the bottom bottom eight and then nine fine i forgot what's at that. your nine she hulk okay i have loki at nine. i have loki at seven that's fine I I, th- I think I think Loki I, and and you know what let's talk about this in tandem because I have She Hulk at eight. Okay. Um. So I have I have, Sh- have She Hulk at five. Okay. Um. I think Loki was fun. I think I think it suffers from exposition dump at the end. Um. I understand why it is, but I I do think it grinds to oh, a the, halt. Oh, just the third act. Just Let's just stop all the momentum and do this. Well, because the survivor, I think, I think it's remains. But let's face it; it, it, it's the the, it's the foundation of what Kang is going to be built on, which is Kang is a huge part. So I understand why you had to do it, but the show does suffer because of it. I agree. Um, Josh, anything you want to say? Really? Yes. Yes. Go ahead. Oh, 
By the because, way, Owen Wilson, breath of fucking fresh. I did not expect to like him at all in this. Because the more I wow. the, I've watched Loki four times now. Um, wow. 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 <laughs> I didn't even mean for that. Damn it. Um, and I have a real problem with I like I think they 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 really missed what they could have done with Sylvie. Yeah. Agreed. Um, yeah, they I mean, turn they turn Sylvie into a love interest, and oh, what a narcissistic thing! Yeah, yeah. Okay, sure. You, you fell in love with yourself. Okay, they could have made Sylvie all of the things that Loki wishes he could have been, or could have done, or things that he misses about his mother, about Thor, about all of the. This could have been the person he he laid it on the line for because. He regrets not having done that all of this time, not because he has romantic feelings for her. Yeah, agreed. I I also think, I mean, this is a different Loki, though, right? This is Loki <coughs> immediately after Avengers. So there is a lot of that baggage that you're referencing that he has not been through yet. Uh, no, no, he watched it. He watched it happen. But he did yeah. watch it, right? Yeah, yeah. Right. So, like, so but and, and the, it, the moment it, he watched it, he... Yeah. Moment he watched it, he experiences it, right? And and the the Loki that we see in 2012 that gets grabbed by the the, the right. time cops there, um, <laughs> the time he, cops, the time cops. That's what they are. He, I know, um, I know. Yeah. It's just funny, right? Right. So he didn't have any of of the redemption, right? That came through um, Ragnarok and and so on and so forth, and and you know died. Um, doesn't have that stuff. But gets to that place through this this journey, and now we have Loki, the the Loki we should have, the Loki that died. That's the Loki we have now, again, in the multiverse. But damn it, it it could have it could it didn't have to be a romantic thing. It shouldn't be a romantic thing. It shouldn't. Yeah, and it was, and it shouldn't be. And damn it, Jonathan Majors, uh, gimme again, like. He is unbelievably good. Oh, he's great. He is so good. Um, just in general. Uh, but um, what I will say is, I mean, we know Loki season two is coming. So is, yep. is that an opportunity? That was a to great surprise, by the way. I, I I recall being put on record that out of all these Disney Plus shows, that Loki was the most viable one for a season two. So Correct. Uh, well, that makes yep. sense. Yeah. I, I, I I will say that. But, um, but at the time, I was it right. was pitched as this is it, y'all. You're, oh, I know what it was story. pitched at. But, I'm like, oh. Know, I, I, I just want can we just take a moment and bask in the fact that I was right? Okay. <laughs> um, one second. All right. Your basking can stop. Now, uh, I agree with Josh on, on everything. And, and, and that's also part of the reason why it's a little lower on my list. Um, and, and what I will say is um, season two is coming. And, and if we could have more of the, here's the interesting part of Loki for me. It, it's, it's the booster gold story of here's a guy who loves attention, who wants nothing but attention from his brother, from his father, from the world. Right. And now he is the hero that everyone knows he could have been. No one will ever know about it. Yes, exactly. And that's the interesting part of this series for me. And I, I, I again, this first season was pure setup for Kang. Um, but I think that's what I need to see more of in season two. For me to really be like, oh yeah, this show's amazing, right? Mm-hmm. Um, 
I, I want to move on, and, and I'm going to shift gears. No offense to you, CJ, or how you do your lists. Um, you? But A, you're wrong. Um, and B, I, I feel like since our lists are so all over the place, I thought they would be closer aligned, I'm not going to lie. Um, let's just take each project as it goes, and then we're just going to say, hey, here's where it landed on my list so we can talk about it, right? So we've already tackled Eternals, Thor, Love, and Thunder, Falcon, Winter Soldier, Doctor Strange, Moon Knight, Black Widow, and Loki by my summation. Is there anything that you guys want to say about any of those things or why they are on your list where they're at? No, we've said them. Cool. So moving on, I, I do want to uh, – we're just going to go by my list and then you guys can tell me where uh, you have it on your list. I do have She-Hulk above Loki, um, which yeah. I guess would be right up in the middle of my list. I, I don't know. I didn't do the math. But this would be uh, eight. I mean it's 15. It's hard, it's hard to be right in the middle, right? Um, That's dead center. Eight is dead center. So – Seven, then one, then seven. What is the problem with you guys today? <laughs> it's like calendar math for us, Josh. I it, don't get it, it is very it's, much it's, like it's, calendar it's math. One, calendar two, math. three, four, five, six, seven. Yeah, so She-Hulk would be dead center. I, I, I listen. I really like She-Hulk. It's been bouncing. I, I swap between She-Hulk and Loki and Werewolf. I, the, like the, my my bottom ones on that one, they they just been bouncing around. It's a fluid scale of that one. So so the thing that makes She-Hulk middle middle and Josh and I talked about this for forty five minutes about how much I love She-Hulk. Um, I think that She-Hulk has the exact opposite issue that, uh, every other series has, which is this one sticks to landing and then it, but it, everything before it is just very much just like, like oh. okay, you know, thing of the week. And I was okay with the thing of the week, right? I was okay with like, hey, let's do a funny trial, but like, and then like trying to figure out like the overarching story that that's. It's not that it's any bad. It's just it's good. I enjoyed it. I really enjoyed the ending. I thought the ending recontextualized the entire series. If it weren't for that ending, it probably would be lower would be on lower. my list. Yep. Um, your guys is well, Josh. I think you said it was five on your list, right? Yeah, I have five? it five, and I think that it's um, oh, it was kind of a breath of fresh air in in terms of how the series was was made and played out. I thought it was really different from. The you know what we're what we've seen from all the other all the other Marvel series, each of them was a little different, but this was I thought very different, mm-hmm. right? In the same way that Wanda was very different, mm. this this was kind of like not. I, did anybody else here expect like a one night stand to to scandalize She Hulk? I did not. Right. No that that was very. That's what I'm saying. Like it was just yeah. it was unexpected. It was unexpected and a breath of fresh air in that way. Yeah, absolutely. Plus, CJ Daredevil. <laughs> like well i mean come on that was so i i like the fact that th- that this show did exactly what we were talking about right we, we said that this phase basically gave the uh keyboard warrior i should write mcu stuff the big middle finger uh called him out as the villain uh in in this in this show and uh i think again to your point brian really slow at the beginning but really fucking stuck the landing right the inverse problem that mm-hmm. we had with other ones yeah, uh, so love it a lot. So next on my list, um, we glossed over this because you both already said it on your list, but I have what if at seven. And so oh, I, I, I I will give 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 a little moment to defend why I have it so far higher than you guys do. And I think uh, when it comes to what if for me, my biggest complaint about what if is that certain stories don't really end. They, they're just very open ended. Yeah. Um which is by design, but also because that's what the way the what if comic book was, right? It was like, right. what if Spider Man was more spider than man, and and then it's just like, oh well, hey, here's the, his life now, and it never really ended. So I get it, 
But at the same time, um, I like the fact that it introduced a not just the multiverse, but it introduced a lot of like really cool concepts, cool characters. Obviously, Captain Carter was it was a big highlight. The zombies was a big highlight. Um, you know, Ultron. Ultron got absolutely redeemed in this. Redeemed awesome. in, in this series, right? Whereas, okay, we oh, you mean Ultron is actually a badass who could destroy the entire multiverse? Yes, please, right? Um, I I think that's and, and even different views on some of our heroes, right? Seeing T'Challa be being the leader of the Guardians of the Galaxy, like that was a, a great episode. It was fun and it was interesting to see. Oh, well, hey, one one stupid little change. What effects that has on the universe as a whole, right? And I enjoy stuff stuff like that. This this is the 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 theorization part of me going, oh, that would be cool. What if this happened? What if that happened? Right? That's why I have it much higher on my list. Now I need you all to tell me why you have it so low on your lists. I think we we kind of said earlier, like it it was it was fine, it was fun. I just think other projects were were better than it, and in the sense of that they'll also connect and pay off later. And I don't think what if is. I think there are going to be some payoffs to it. Oh, you watch, but it's going to be one of those you watched what if, so you know this. But the rest of it, it's it's not that impactful, right? So, you know, I don't think we're going to see the the uh, in in the uh, what if Ultron ever show up again. I don't think the Watcher's going to show up in any of these actual projects. So, like. Again, really cool. What what it is a one off storyline thing. It was fun, but no broader implications. I it's so funny because I literally just saw an article saying that they're talking about bringing Ultron back to the MCU. Well, they just, need to, but I don't think they they, will. they they absolutely do. They they need to give him some legitimate redemption, right? Whether it be the Ultron that we saw in What If or not, who knows? I mean, the Ultron we saw in What If, if I recall correctly, is trapped in a pocket universe. That evil strange is watching over um, fighting Killmonger, like frozen in time almost, if I recall correctly. Um, So, yeah, me too, CJ. Um, So, I I think there are plenty of things it did right. This is one of those series, because it's an anthology series, I think it can have a few stinkers. And still be ranked high, still yeah. be good overall, right? Like the Twilight Zone, not every episode of the Twilight Zone is a banger, but there are really good things, and that's what we remember the show for. Melanie, we all it. love mom, okay? <laughs> like we all love mom. We're just we're just not we're just not looking for her Christmas gift right now. We just know that she'll love whatever we give her. You didn't get mom a Christmas gift already? You really need I, to get I, on that. I'll get her something, I promise. She'll love it anyway. Just the thought that matters. So, my next three, I think we've already exhausted. So I, I, unless you guys have anything to add to the conversation as far as Miss Marvel, Werewolf by Night, and Shang-Chi goes, nope. I think we're good to jump into my top three. Yep. Which are the same as Josh's top three. Can, can I can I just do the one thing that obviously that's on the omission list, yes. which is Wakanda Forever, right? Um, I have it in my, my number four spot. Um, it is – the way that they deal with T'Challa is fantastic. The story can get a little slow at times. However, this thing keeps you on a ride the entire time. And I think they do a fantastic job with this story, with moral choices, um, with with basically some of the things that we we kind of saw in Falcon and Winter Soldier, but done again in a in a story that's only two and a half hours, and they do a great job of putting it together so i i don't want to give any spoilers i don't want to put any expectations out there for you guys that's why i'm keeping it super vague but number four spot uh could fluctuate to my number three depending on how i feel during the day 
Let's talk about Hawkeye, because Josh and I have it at our number three. CJ had it at, like, number 10, because I didn't like the CJ is wrong. I didn't like the, the the additional story arcs that were in there that weren't fun or anything. So real quick, CJ, being as you're working with two extra pieces, right? Where What was your number three? Was that Black Panther? Number three was Miss Marvel. Miss Marvel. Okay, so we already talked about that. I'm a millennial, and I loved it. <laughs> so Hawkeye, Josh, I, I would love to hear Hawkeye number three. Um, why? I think that in the same way that, that, um, for the, for a lot of the same reasons I liked, um, Falcon and Winter Soldier as a, as a storyline, Clint still dealing with all of these things, right? So Clint is still very much dealing with the fallout. Um, and he's like, he's done. He's done with, I'm done with being Hawkeye. I'm done with being an Avenger. I don't want to be uh, thanked for it. I don't want to be reminded of it. Like, I just want to move on with my, I just want to be dad and I want to have a Christmas and whatever. Um, And, you know, here comes all of these things to kind of ruin his holiday, Um, which I thought like in, in like true Clint Barton fashion, he just kind of went, all right, well, here's the thing in front of me that I have to deal with now. I'm just going to deal with it the best way I know how. And like, did it with did it with humor, did it with grace, just accepted the situation and kind of kind of went through it. And and at while he did that, um begrudgingly took Kate Bishop under his wing um and and started, you know, essentially fostering her, which is kind of great. Um cuz I wasn't expecting that. I was expecting very much a the way it started, right, with like a, a surly Batman giddy robin type <laughs> see what i'm you know that's 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 a great um, characterization and, of it i like and it. i thought it was gonna stay that way and it, it really developed very quickly with you know with clint acknowledging that she's got some skill but also being like look your skill doesn't make up for my wisdom and here is here's why you have a lot to learn and that was kind of awesome i did not expect to have um the Kingpin tie-in, mm-hmm. love, love nice that. that. Um, look, this was a very, very fun, um, very like, in a lot of ways, kind of old man Logan. You know what I mean? Like he was just deteriorating in front of you and still chugging along. He was the person of I am not a superhero. I'm just a dude, and like I'm hanging out with with gods. And I right. go through a plate glass window and I'm fucked up. He's right? like, I did a lot of time in the military, guys. I don't have like I can't do anything. I'm not ready. And that was that was a great that was a it, very it, fun fa- a facet to explore. Cause I think again, it shows the hu- the human side of all of this. Right. And the, the, the joke is Hawkeye has no superpowers. How could it be an event? Well, dude, the fact that he can do right. all that and still hang, good on it him. Means he's more Avenger than some others. And, and, and right. quite frankly, um, it's the John McClane characterization. It's yeah. the yeah. I'm gonna walk. I'm gonna walk around Nakatomi Plaza, picking glass out of my feet. Um, but I yeah, am the only <laughs> right. But I'm the only person. Like I'm in it now. Yeah. I'm gonna make sure we get out of this okay, right? And like, and that is right, right on the money, Josh. That's why I love this this series. Um, and I think Jeremy Renner does a great job of doing the the old man talking to himself with the bag of broccoli on his head, right. like. Yep. So, you know, nursing his sores and stuff. And, and uh, God, I love Haley Steinfeld just in anything. Oh, but she's, she's so great in this. She's amazing. She's wonderful. She's badass. She, and, you know, 
this was this is a perfect like melting pot of um humanity and organized crime and plucky sidekick like it, it was all the plucky. thing and chris and plucky Christmas. not plucky not sexy which is right. yes yes right yes i like if you can give me give me more like these they they there's a lot of over sexualizing the female characters they did it I, like i said they did it with sylvie they shouldn't have why right mm-hmm. it didn't it didn't you didn't have to nope Certainly they did it with um, Scarlett Johansson and Florence Pugh. They didn't have to, but they did. They didn't do it with Haley Steinfeld, and I love that. Yeah. Yeah, and, and I, I just think she is I, – I, I think this is a perfect introduction for her, right? I think this is the series that says not just, oh, this is why Hawkeye's uh, a superhero, but this is why Hawkeye is an Avenger. This is why Hawkeye is badass. This is why you should like Hawkeye. You want to talk about a redeem redemption for a character. This series, quite frankly, the Avengers movies never knew what to do with Hawkeye. Couldn't really do anything with Hawkeye because he's standing next to Captain America and the Hulk and Iron Man. Now we get to show and showcase what a badass he is and make how him evil. Good he Put is. him in the lab. <laughs> yeah, right, make right. him evil. Put him in the lab. He gets knocked out, or like he gives some rousing speech to Quicksilver, which ends up getting him killed. Kill. Like it's just like. It, it, they never nailed Hawkeye Did, until this series and I would argue Endgame. Now, my um, one, my one critique for this show, and I'm curious, if maybe you guys can either turn me around or or just say, yeah, but everything else overshadows it. Was the Maya Lopez character on there? I love the inclusion of her. I I I I think she did a fine job. It's nothing against her, just her story to me was like, yeah, but everything really, else was just tying it. up the Ronan storyline. It, it's it's a tie up to the Ronan storyline, but it's it. also this is another thing of. And, what do you and mean this didn't need it was like the last remnant. No, no, no. Of... Tie, tie up Ronan. I, I didn't need Maya's. But this is this is the introduction of her. You're going to get an Echo series, and I think now, yeah, I okay, that's it then. we 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 don't we don't need to go through. Oh, here's who she is, and here's what her story is all about. We know backdoor it. Backdoor right? pilot Echo. Gotcha. Backdoor pilot pilot for Echo. I'm fine with it. Everything okay. else overshadows it. I don't need. And I thought she was great. I thought what she was in it was wonderful. Yeah. Um. Moving on to to WandaVision, which is Josh's and mine number two. Mine too. Uh, is it yours as well? Mine okay. Two also. So we're all in agreement on our top two. What is what is what what is it? What is grief if not love repeating? Uh, no, is the love persisting? Persisting. Um, I'm I'm not going to go into that, but what I will say is what I love about this this was the first Disney Plus show, and it was just such a swing for the fences. I love the style of every episode is a different decade of old sitcom television. I love the tropes on the, you know, married with children sitcom life uh, between uh, which and a cyborg, right? Not even a cyborg. He is an android. Um, I just think this show gets extra points for kicking off the Disney Plus shows extremely well. Gets extra points for tying up. Um, some loose ends that we had with Scarlet Witch and Villain uh, and Vision in Infinity Ward, but it also gets all the bonus points for taking two nothing characters who kind of show up in honestly uh, and take a backseat in the Avengers films and giving them a, a, a real fleshed out story. And you get why they're in love. You get why. Um, it makes everything in Avengers between the two of them really make a lot of sense. And I, I love the show for it. And, you know, again, 
a big old middle finger to all the the yes. keyboard warriors with oh the my god silver. new rock stars youtube video Quote, where Quote. mephisto is everywhere fuck you i love that they M- just got mephisto and hey we're gonna have evan peter show up as pietro yeah. but he's not pietro loved it and like it's just again like uh, if if the if the thesis of mcu phase four is we're not gonna let any idiot talk us out of the good ideas that we have this most certainly got it kicked off to a good start. I love that that happened. Josh, um, any additional thoughts on WandaVision? Yeah, I think that you um, you nailed most of it. I, I like that this moved, and not just like, you said two characters that, that, that the Avengers uh, or the Infinity Saga didn't do a whole lot with. I think, I think that, I think that Wanda was a, a key character in the uh, in the Infinity Saga, but her only like all we knew about her right was that she she misses her brother and she loves Vision right. Mm-hmm. Um, so added some some serious depth, a ton of depth. Um, it also a couple of the things that it did right. It legitimized. Um, um, damn it. Close up magic FBI agent. It legitimized him. Oh, Ray Park's character. Ray, <laughs> Ray Park's character, yes. Can't remember it legitimized thing. him. It, it it gave um Monica Rambo a really good jump off. Um oh, also um Tiana Paris, oh by the way, I who I love. I think she's an amazing actress. Um so Ray Park's character is Jimmy Woo. Uh, Jimmy um, Woo. Yeah. And I'll also agent add Woo. to that list Kat Denning's yes. character, Darcy. Yes. She got her PhD. Yeah. You. Right. So there's, there's a, there, it did a bunch of different stuff and it managed to introduce several new characters or advance in, 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 you know, uh, Dr. Darcy Lewis's case, one character. It introduced Sword um, without making it a big thing. Like it just brought it in. Um, so, cause you know, you know damn well that's going to play. It's going to play in. It's going to be in Secret Invasion. Guaranteed. Right, right, right. right. So, but it's like, okay, these characters, like, Agent Wu was not a one-off, right? We're going to, we're going to have him involved. Um, Agatha Harkness, she, she'll, we we have to imagine. She already has her own series. She has her own series coming in 2023. And the depth that they added to Wanda, um, really moving her to the front, like, hey, Look, I, if it hasn't been clear to this point, we're going to be focusing on this character going forward. Only to be undone in Multiverse of Madness. I don't think it was. I don't. I don't think I it totally was. was undone. But there, there, there's, there's a lot of space def- between listen, this and not multiverse. from lack of trying. Okay. <laughs> um, I'm looking forward to the Agatha Harkness show, uh, and, and the other standout in this series for me is Catherine Hahn. I mean, I think she was wonderful, and I think. This is the show that made everybody like, oh, Catherine Hahn, she's she's, she's great in everything. She's great in everything. But everybody knew that who was a fan until this show. And then all of every, now everybody's on board. Now everybody's like, oh, Catherine Hahn is great in everything. Yes, she is. Right. That's when they look back and look, wait, she was in that. And she was in that. And she was in that. And quite she was frankly, in that. She Elizabeth was in that. Olsen has been great in everything that I see her in, too. So, yeah. like, going all the way back to like old boy. Yeah. Yeah. So, I, I think. Again, as a, a startup point for minor characters and exploring them in more depth, we're going to see Vision again. Um, we have a, 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 the, the white brainwash Vision coming around. I, I also think this other show's strength is, is at least 
in part, they do deal with the aftermath of the blip and there's discussion about the blip, uh, which not anything else in phase four besides Falcon and Winter Soldier really actually addressed. Yeah. Um, And and I think this again is the prime example of really complex stuff you want to carry, turn into a series Again, why Eternals is on the bottom of the list and why WandaVision is at the top, right? This is literally the example of of why we feel that way. And we've talked about No Way Home about a million times. Listen, we can't say anything original about No Way Home. It's everything has already been said about it. Well, I hope everybody enjoyed this shit. (laughs) (laughs) This was the the longest thing. But you know what? Uh, I love the fact that our list isn't a one-to-one, that we all don't match along the way. I love that the Bernstons, though, do match your top and bottoms. Uh, I think that says a lot about your relationship, and I'll let you decide what... uh, Matching tops and bottoms, yes. Listen, whichever one wants to figure out which is which, um, that's up to you. Uh, I I appreciate the fact, though, that we all kind of looked at this at at a different in a different way came out with different expectations and different plans for what's coming up in the future. But at the end of the day, we all still love, you know what we've got. So thank you for, for taking the time to do this. Ryan, anything you want to say that's smarter and a better send off for Josh, anything that's a better send off than that? Cause that was pretty cool. I mean, Josh, I love you. And uh, I'm, I'm glad <laughs> right back at you. I'm glad we, we match a lot. Um, the no, I, I don't, I don't have, are you guys getting your own Disney plus show soon? Yeah, we're I we're in so. talks. We're, we're talking oh, to hold talk. on! Can we take a moment? We didn't actually bask right in right after right after Midnight Suns introduces Aaron Paul as Ghost Ghost Rider. Rider. That's what there we you need. go. All right, there is one thing that I do need to end the, uh, the the show with, where we do have to bask in someone being absolutely correct. And let's bask uh, for five seconds in Brian being one hundred percent correct about Charlie Cox coming back as Daredevil uh, in the face <laughs> of all the adversity that came with that uh, uh, opinion. Yes, yes, <sighs> it's good to be right. It really is. Hold on. Enjoy it. Okay. It's all done. Well, listeners, this is where we turn it over to you. I will be posting in the show notes the lists right here. Uh, There is no definitive That Kind of Nerd list, but uh, the definitive That Kind of Nerd list should be Josh's, if we all understand the word, the whirlings of definitive lists. Uh, So check out our list. I put them here in the show notes. You'll you'll see them on Letterboxd. But please tell us what you think about the rankings. I'd love for you to just tell me how absolutely wrong I am. Uh, ready to be destroyed in any uh, tweets, IMs, Massimon posts, whatever you are nowadays, uh, go go ahead and, and let me know. So thank you so much for <laughs> making us your Mastodon. walk around your neighborhood, your drive Mastodon? to work, or whatever it is we are in your life. Use Hive, we'll bro. No. Oh, my God. Don't use Hive. Please don't uh, use Hive. Everybody I am on the Twitter's Mastodon. going to Hive. That kind of nerd nobody's, is on Mastodon. Nobody, nobody's, nobody's using Mastodon. Well, welcome to the club because you were that kind of nerd. 